Just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke. Hey, hey, just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke. What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Preacher's Hour podcast. Hey, hey. We got a really serious episode for y'all. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, so the question for today is, why are you a Christian? Why are you a Christian? Yeah, why are you a Christian? I think it's an important question that every Christian should be asking themselves constantly. Yeah. Like, all the time. I don't even think a lot of Christians get asked that question. Not enough. Well, I don't. not even just like that question, but even just like the question for... Uh, like any religion, like no one asks somebody, hey, why are you Muslim? Mm. Why are you this? Why are you that? I wonder, I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. I feel like part of it is that we, whatever religion you are, you tend to surround yourself with people who are the same religion. So oh, no so one's going to question you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, not good. Right. I, agree. I think <laughs> you should be not good. around other people who have different worldviews and yeah. get that question and be prepared to answer that question. Yeah. We're going to start doing that. Yeah. All right. After this episode, everybody, if you around me, I'm going to ask you, hey, why are you a Christian? Yeah. That's what we're going to do for sure. Ooh, that's yeah. actually a really good yeah. question. Yeah. I think I think it's an important question you should always be asking yourself all the time. Um, <clears throat> so, the first part of that is, so like, why did you first become a, Christ- a Christian and then why are you still a Christian? Oh, Two man. Question. So, how did you first start being a Christian? How did I first start being a Christian? So... For me, uh, obviously, well, obviously, because y'all don't know me, but for you, Jeff, uh, you know me. I was raised in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents went to church. They were devout Christians, um, or so I thought when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my 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 dad was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. Uh, two of my uncles are pastors. Uh, all of my uncles are preachers in some way. So like becoming a Christian was almost inevitable. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to, I would have to rebel against not just Christianity, but like against my family. My family. Um, and you know that wasn't an option because my mom cooked really good, so no <laughs> rebellion going on in my house. Uh, so I think that was like the reason I was intrigued by Christianity is just because it was around me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my, it was like the water that I swam in if I was a fish. Okay. Um, so you didn't know any better. In yeah, sense, had no idea. Sense. Yeah, had no idea. It was just just air I breathed. So um, that is essentially why I became a Christian, just because I was around a lot. Um, what was the second part? Why are you still one? Why am I still a Christian? Yeah. I found out God is real. Okay. <laughs> I found out God uh, is real and he is not to be trifled with. Um, I did have a, a, uh, a time in my life where I went against everything that I knew. Um, my prodigal son moment. Which I think every believer has. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessary for a believer to have that, but um, you have this time where you're just like, "Man, God, you don't know what's best. I know what's best. <laughs> let me go. Let me prove that. Let me prove to you that I know what's best." So I wilded out for like three years, man, um, chasing girls, chasing money, um, chasing what I thought was success, mm-hmm. uh, smoking weed, a lot of weed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was out there, and I remember, uh, Jess and I, um, we, uh, we were dating at the time, 
and we had broken up and then we had like this uh one night stand i guess like this last stint to see if we could rekindle a flame um and we actually kindled a baby <laughs> instead <laughs> so uh when my daughter when my when jess told me that uh we were about to have a baby um i just didn't know what to do so i called out to the lord and i was like god if you could do it you got to do it because I don't know how to be a dad. Even though I had my father in my life, I had my mom in my life, I wasn't ready to be a dad. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my parents were ready to be grandparents. Um, they would have raised the baby if I if I'd have been like, nope, can't do it, I'm out. But uh, <laughs> nope, can't do it. <laughs> but God showed Himself strong, and in that moment, uh, Jess and I started seeking God for ourselves, not for um, not for anybody else, but literally for us, so we can know what He wanted, our, what will He have for us. So we sought the Lord. Um, we started doing some Bible studies online, um, which I don't actually recommend. That's like your first thing doing, <laughs> find some real people. But I had a background in Christianity, so I knew kind of like what to look for. I kind of knew what was right and what was wrong. Hmm. So what I ended up doing, or what we ended up doing was uh, we went through marriage counseling online and in and in, in uh, real life. Uh, <laughs> we did the marriage counseling, and at that point, uh, we got plugged into this thing called AV which we are now a part of, been a part of for uh, six years now. And um, it changed the way that we viewed God. Mm. And that I think when I got plugged into a group of people who loved Jess and I for us with our mess, with our mess and our mistakes, when we found into that community, um, it was, we knew that that was only God. Because mm. uh, at that point, the Christians in our life, when we had gotten pregnant, had abandoned us. Wow. They was like, no, nah, y'all tripped out. Like, this is an unforgivable sin. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way you come back in this house. So we had nowhere to lean on. And uh, we had to, God provided a family for us when my family had kind of like shunned us, or at least mostly like shunned um, Jess, uh, my future wife. They kind of shunned her because, um, I don't know, they had their reasons. But at that point, that was when I sought the Lord for myself. And God provided a family for me. And um, I've never like really looked back since. Uh, not, not on God. I looked back on AV. Like, I'm like, okay, I might do this, might not do that. But when it came to God, it was like, you you orchestrate my steps, and I'm willing to follow you wherever. So, that was me. That was long. That's a, that's a no. That was a good. <laughs> that was a good story. I for me, I, I similar. I grew up in church. No way. Both my parents are so Christians. Dangerous. I've always seen them. I've always <laughs> seen Christianity. I was surrounded by Christianity. I remember even when my grandparents lived in Bakersfield. Hmm. My grandma was part of an AME church, and we would, even when we would go down there, we would go to church. With really, her. super boring. Oh <laughs> super boring. Love my grandma, but that church was the the pastor would be falling asleep. That's how boring it was. He was a super old white dude. So I grew up in church, even as a little kid. No matter where I went, my family, most of my family was just believers. Nobody was a preacher though. Nobody was a pastor. None of that. Never no saw preachers that. in your life. I'm the only one that I know of. Wow. And so, um, grew up in church, got very used to Christianity and Christianese and, hmm. and what my mom believed, what my dad believed, What's Christianese? stuff like that. Just, I knew all the right churchy answers to say and, oh. uh, and just the basic way of looking Christian. Hmm. That's, uh, it's a very artificial surface level Christianity. The word you said was art. Mm. That is an art. Yeah, so, it uh, is. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there. And so... When I got to college, I that's the first time my faith was actually challenged. Mm. I had this one professor who challenged um, 
everybody he was just like he was his whole goal was like you should not be christian it's stupid so i was like okay he didn't convince me but i was like i need to figure this out for myself because hmm. right now my whole faith is based on what my parents believe and yeah. what i've kind of been taught i haven't i tried to read the bible as a kid but it was very difficult for hmm. me i didn't it didn't make any sense really um but i knew i believed in god mm-hmm. like i knew god was real he had to be um even through difficult times that i went through getting to that point and so i started like really studying i met some people in college they weren't bad people but they weren't christians okay and so and then i started coaching basketball and co- the whole coaching universe is very much not christian it's a lot of <laughs> drinking a lot of oh. like just it's just a lot yeah um you're super busy so you can't really go to church tournaments on the weekends and stuff like that it's just late nights all week like it's very consuming and it pulls you away from from christianity so i was doing that while i was in college so luckily for me the whole time i was kind of wrestling with with being pulled in different directions i was like really trying to study the bible for myself Mm -hmm. and so i'd say when i got to be about 23 24 i really was like okay god like i want to get serious mm-hmm. i was i had dated this girl for a super short amount of time she dumped me i oh, was like heart crushed and i was just like i had realized like i don't know who i am was she a christian no oh she said she was but she was not <laughs> but pray for her and everybody else who's listening to this anyway so i that was a great thing for me because mm-hmm. it made me have to go okay who are you like what do you believe like i need to just stop chasing girls and stop chasing whatever i think is success and mm-hmm. just okay like god like i want to get serious about you yeah I'm, i don't want to wait till i'm like 50 yeah and then go okay now i'm gonna be serious <laughs> about god like no i'm gonna do it right now so i got really plugged in more to like we had a college group at my old church mm-hmm. and that was helpful and then i started studying like uh a lot of um apologetics like I got really into apologetics, which was super yeah. helpful. Um, I, I studied other religions. And so to, for me, the reason why I'm still a Christian is that, number one, it, it's, it's a couple of things. Knowledge and experience. Mm. Like, I have a lot of knowledge, not only of Christianity and the formation of the Bible and, and science and what it has to say and other religions. So that's super helpful. But then I've experienced God. I think that's something that a lot of people are missing. They can have a ton of knowledge, yeah. But if you don't have that like actual experience <clears throat> with God, where like you hear from Him or you feel Him, and you just you, you go through something and then He gets you through it, and like there's the only way that could have been possible is if it was God. Yeah. Like, so that that's kind of why I'm still a Christian. It just it just makes the most sense. Like any other worldview, Christianity just has most of the answers yeah as far as a lot of the questions of life that True. you may struggle with and so if you're an atheist i don't i don't see how that works it doesn't make sense it doesn't make logical sense to me seems super hard to be atheist yeah atheism is a tough is just to me it seems very tough and i don't know yeah. how you would um i mean because at the end of it everything you say is like oh it was just by chance mm-hmm. like your whole thought process yeah. by there's chance. just too many holes <clears throat> for me and i can't get with that yeah but one thing that you said uh, that i found quite interesting is the experience part mm. uh the reason i believe most christians most devout christians who are still christian today 
are Christians because of the experiences they've had. Mm. I don't think it has anything to do with um, okay, let me that. not anything to do, but the the head knowledge doesn't hold a lot of weight mm. because like there are things that you can know, and then there's things that you find out later on um, that. So when, I, when we were kids, we were taught a bunch of stuff that was supposed to be Christian or was supposed to be in the Bible. Mm. And we grew up in like, you know, it's that's not. not. Yeah. So, you know, head knowledge that we had back then, um, it adapted or it grew or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and now it's different. So in in ways like that, there are people who can, um, for instance, Hebrew Israelites, they come to a new knowledge of what they were. So a lot of my family um, have gone to the Hebrew Israelite side mm. and they sometimes I like they don't really like experience God but they definitely have head knowledge but then they get head knowledge from somewhere else and then tells them that they are someone else something else which makes them like this whole different sect of uh, of messianic believers I don't know what you'd call them but uh, they have the knowledge they have knowledge they have knowledge from the Bible they have knowledge from wherever and they can put it together and you can make it to whatever you want it to right. be but it's the experiences for me that that lock in my faith where mm. I know for a fact that I didn't do X, Y, and Z, but yet here I am. Mm. I know for a fact that I didn't do these things, um, but yet I'm still standing. Like I know for a fact that um, I didn't plan my life to be this way. Mm. Like I didn't. I didn't plan this. Um, but the blessings that I have in my life, I couldn't tell you. I I can only tell you they came from God. Yeah. Other than that, I couldn't tell you. I'm just like, man, God has been just good and faithful, even when I've been rebellious and unrighteous he has still been good mm. so that's that's kind of where i stand on like why i'm still a believer because he's never he's never failed me even so funny thing about it the times where you feel like god was absent in the moment he seems absent but then hindsight after you go through you like oh that's where he was oh <laughs> the whole time okay yeah. oh those were your footprints in the sand not mm. mine got you okay i thought i was walking by myself yeah so i think that's what holds a lot of christians um in the faith is the experience with God. I agree with that. I, I I definitely think knowledge is important. The Bible does say without knowledge, people perish. Mm. Um, you do need, I think you need a combination of both. You do. Though, I think you can live a full, complete life with just experience. Mm. Like you can have like an old grandma church mother yeah. who doesn't even know that much, but mm -hmm. she's had so many experiences with God. Like, yeah. You ain't going to be able to tell her that God ain't real. No. She's experiencing too much. So I think... Couldn't give you any theology, but she can right. tell you that God is real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I definitely think experience is maybe a little bit above knowledge. Yeah. But I do think you need both. Mm -hmm. um, and then the hard part with, as being human is that you, have to, you need constant experiences. Mm. Like it can't just be like one or two. It could be mm -hmm. the strongest dang experience you ever had like god could open up the heavens and descend and be like yo i'm god give it a couple mm -hmm. months a couple weeks it's not enough you would, that's what i mean you look at in the bible the, the children, children of israel, israel all those things and they still so like part in the red sea yeah so um there's a verse and i think it's first chronicles it says um seek the presence of the lord continually mm -hmm. and I, I read that uh recently <laughs> and it really sh spoke to me hmm. i have to be god doesn't go anywhere right <laughs> but i have to seek his presence i have yeah. to like continually like god are you there i have to be constantly reaching out 
mm-hmm. touching you, making sure, hey, okay, you are still, okay, cool, you're still there. Yeah. It's like when you're with your kid and your kid just wants to check, oh, you, okay, cool. <laughs> make sure you're still here, you didn't leave nowhere. But like just having the knowledge that he's everywhere isn't enough. Mm-hmm. I need to be seeking his presence. Yeah. I need to be constantly like seeking his presence and just. That I think that will lead to more experiences. Yeah. Right. I need to be constantly trying to experience you, God. I want to have experiences with you. Yeah, because if you know He's there, um, if you're constantly seeking Him, then you know He's there. Mm-hmm. And then when things happen, you give Him the credit because you're right. like, I knew, like, I knew He was right with me the whole yeah. time. I knew I wasn't by myself. So being able, like, to be in that, um, to be in that space, like knowing that God is with you, this is what brings, what's the word, closure or like. Uh, uh, clarity, clarity, or like manifestation that God is walking with you mm-hmm. is the fact that you can be like, "Whoa, like how did that just happen?" It's just crazy, and I, I don't believe in coincidences. Just, right. just so all, all y'all know, I don't believe in coincidence. Um, there was a time when Jessica and I were coming back home from church, and we were getting off the freeway, uh, and we we're gonna make a left onto uh, into, onto the street that we turned on to get to our house, and we're we're coming up to the stop. We're coming up to the stoplight, and it's green. Normally, like it's it was green for a while, like we could see it from the freeway that it was green. So it was like normally I like step on the gas and like drive and just like try to make the light. But for some reason, I was like, oh, light's green. I'm not in a hurry. I'm just going to slow down and just like you know, if it stays green, great. If not, I'm not gonna fly through the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up get there it was a yellow light, and I never stopped at yellow lights. <clears throat> never. It was a yellow light, bro, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I hit the brake and I stopped. This, this, uh. This huge truck is like just flying down the street and like goes through my yellow. Like the light is yellow for me, so it's mm-hmm. definitely, red, definitely for him. red for him. He drives through probably like going like sixty miles an hour. So I'm thinking like when we stopped, then Jessica was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was like, "That's crazy. He just ran a red light." At first, I didn't really catch it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, he just ran a red light." But Jessica was like, "Babe, do you understand what just happened?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do ran a red light." She was like. No, but our light was yellow. Like, you could have went. And you could have been in the intersection. And he could have hit you. And I was like, oh, wow. And then we, we were, like, driving maybe. Like, the light had turned red. We were sitting there. I contemplated for a little bit. Then I was like, bro, I never stop at yellow lights. I go. Like, if I can make it, I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. Because even for me, it's not bad. This is, I mean, it is bad. But don't do it. <laughs> so, I know that there's a delay in the, in the traffic lights. So at one point they'll all be red for like a second and a half. Mm-hmm. So I know that delay is there. So I know even if my light turns red, everybody's light is red for a little bit, and I can still make it. Don't do that, people. <laughs> Don't go through red lights. <laughs> so um, I knew that, and Jessica was just like, "It's a miracle that you didn't go through that yellow light because mm-hmm. you always go through yellow lights." And um, we got home and we we're just talking about it. We we're just like, "Wow, like God is really like He just knew because there's no reason for me to stop. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Like I never stop." But then that day, that particular day, and all my family, was, it was just me, Jessica, and the kids in the car, yeah, and we happened to stop. That would have been terrible. And it would have been absolutely terrible. So this is how, that was an experience for me where I'm like, God, you are real. Yeah. You are real. And you're real, and like, I know that I have free will, but for some reason, you overrid my will in the most subtle way. I wouldn't even know yeah. if my will's being overridden. But <laughs> I just slowed down, and uh, that happened. And it just made me recognize that God was with us in that car. Um, angels and all that other stuff. Uh, it was completely real. And when I think about moments like that, I'm just like, yeah, God, there's no possible way that that could be anything else but him. Yeah. That's 
Yeah, that's amazing. And I think, again, you need experiences, but knowledge is super important. Yeah. I I, I don't want to ever downplay <clears throat> the need. I think every Christian should be constantly learning. You should be constantly in your oh, word. Oh, yeah. You should be constantly learning it for yourself. Like, if I don't have it... Oh, I know some people that's really smart. I can go ask them if I have a... No, no, no. Like, you no, need to get it for yourself. yourself. Um, just what? having knowledge is, is super important. And I know for me, um, a big part of why I believe is what I know about Jesus and about the Bible historically. Mm. Like, I'm a, I have a bachelor's degree in, in social science and history and stuff like that. So it's really important to me. But just knowing that you know, Yeshua of Nazareth was a real person, person. that actually existed historically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a ton of verifiable evidence, both in the Bible and outside the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah. Um, just knowing that he appeared to like over 500 people at the same time after being killed, like after dying, mm-hmm. he didn't like pass out. No, he didn't go into a coma. He that was dude was tomb. dead, dead. <laughs> and he came back and that you have all these I love what Paul says I think it's in 1st Corinthians he's like go and talk to these people he writes in the letter he appeared to 500 people some of them are still alive you can go talk to them like literally wow. go up to them and go hey man you saw Jesus yeah man I saw him he was walking around <laughs> he had holes in him walking around like and it says in the Bible there were 500 men that mm. means there were way more than 500 people because they yeah. don't count women and children at right. the time so like could have been any number of people, people but it's like and i love that different people have tried to like find some justifiable way to like disprove that well they had a mass hallucination like that doesn't happen a mass hallucination <laughs> there's no way you can have hundreds of people all at the same time have the same exact hallucination that doesn't no. happen Heck no. right so that's hilarious um when you have all these different people who who his disciples who like were willing to die mm. a terrible death yeah just for their belief like people don't die for something that they know is a lie nah they don't get no. tortured to death for something that they know no, is a, a lie, lie. like so either it was true or they believed it was true those yeah. are the only two possibilities yeah right so when i just and then the bible has more manuscript evidence than any other work in human in history, history. By thousands, like it's not even like close. I think mean, the closest book may be like the Iliad, which is like a really Greek, uh, uh, a very famous Greek uh, work of art of literature, and that thing maybe has like forty <laughs> manuscripts <laughs> copies. The Bible has thousands Thousand. upon thousands. And the so crazy thing like, is, it's not even just like because you're a historian, mm-hmm. so you think from, from a historical um, mindset. Uh, but even for me, I'm just thinking. Not even just that, like the fact that it's the number one sold, like, piece of literature mm-hmm. every year, all the time, yeah. from now until forever. Like, it continues to be number one. It's it's even funny because yeah. you think about it. I don't I don't I don't know why, but it's just weird to me. But like how some people have like uh, they like have publishing rights to the Bible and just like <laughs> you didn't write this. So, yeah. How uh, <laughs> do you have rights to this? But the 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 thing is, the Bible is a number one selling book every single year. I, I think even like so much so that they stopped counting it, mm. and it was like, yeah, it's just yeah, you know, it's the Bible. It's, so anyway. it's the Bible. Yeah, it, they stopped counting. Like, 
every year there should be an award that goes to <laughs> the uh, and the number one selling book of the world again is the oh, Bible. Uh, <laughs> what the Bible? Who would have thought? And it's yeah. even uh, it's translated in more languages than yeah. any other book in the world. Um, so just on things like that, if if this was a mass hallucination, if this was some type of uh, fabricated event, mm-hmm. I don't really believe that it would go that far. Nah, man. I don't think that at all. And there's just too many. There's just too many things mm. that there's too many factors. Like the fact that the people that were responsible for spreading the most important aspect of the belief, which is the resurrection, mm. were women. Yeah. If you were gonna have a faith that you're gonna make up and oh, try yeah. to like push to the world you definitely would not say that women women did it that women they, were the ones who went and told people yeah you wouldn't you trust wouldn't put them. that no because you couldn't even at the time you couldn't even trust a woman's testimony in court, in court you couldn't yeah. even use it like mm-hmm. there's just that wouldn't make any sense yeah unless it was true yeah <laughs> unless that's that what happened happen. mm-hmm. so because you'd be like wait why did they because the thing you wouldn't you just wouldn't record that part nah, even if the women did do that now it's true yeah. you would just say yeah, would and peter out. heard yeah and went to the yeah. tomb to see if these things were true yeah, man. but the fact that they gave a a a pretty good dialogue between the angels and the marys mm-hmm. and they were just like talking about oh he's not here he is risen go and tell um go and tell the disciples and peter like making it a point that they had a job to go spread the news that doesn't make any sense in historically speaking yeah. why you would put that in there yeah um but there it is yeah i mean that yeah i mean i just and and then there's people a lot of people i mean like i can hear people right now who are listening to this who have objections to anything we're saying <laughs> you could at me bro i, I, will, I will gladly <laughs> have me, a bro. very polite respectful discussion with you about these things <laughs> But, like, there's so many people that question whether it's the validity of the scriptures or mm-hmm. the scriptures were changed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You may have had an argument before 19, I think, 48, when the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered. Mm-hmm. Before that, yeah, you had a good argument. Yeah. But it's been way too long. Yeah. But the, it just shows us that the Bible that has survived to us today is trustworthy. Yeah. It, it, just, it just is. There's too much evidence... Most historians, most historians agree that Jesus was a real person. Mm-hmm. That all the events, his baptism, his birth, and his his uh, execution, his crucifixion, yeah. were legitimate yeah, historical events. events. And it's very important to say crucifixion mm. because, like in the Quran in, in Islam, they do not want to say that Jesus was crucified because yeah. they know that no one can survive that. Uh, they make it a point to say no he didn't he wasn't crucified mm. they'll say anything maybe he died but he wasn't we don't want to say that mm. right but you have to because he was crucified it, it, it's a verifiable fact yeah that homie was crucified and yeah man i mean and i know mormons part of their religion is they believe that the bible is corrupt mm. and that the one the only thing you can trust is the book of mormon uh. which was Written. There's so many discrepancies with with not even with Mormonism. Mormon. Like, like <clears throat> it's insane how many issues there are. <laughs> to the point where, like, the Book of Mormon says certain things happen in certain places in America, and they've done archaeological digs, and there's zero yeah, evidence that those things happened that are really key to their beliefs. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, guys. No, yeah. you're all really nice people, but your mm-hmm. beliefs are just out of whack. I'm not. I'm not here to. This is not a podcast to attack anybody specifically, <laughs> but. Um, I, I guess what I, my point that I want to make is that 
you have to consider Christianity, like biblical Christianity. You mm-hmm. have to consider it as an option. You have to deal with it. No doubt. You can't throw it out. You can't say it's been disproved. Guys, science has not come anywhere near to disproving God or Christianity. No. It, it hasn't. If anybody tells you that, they are ignorant. Yeah. And the funny thing is not science. You can't use one of God's tools to disprove him. Yeah. Like, science is created by God. The more yeah. you try to use to disprove him, the more you will have people being like, wait, hold on. Yeah. But if that's true, how is this happening? If that's true, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, yeah, this There's is... There's too many things you have to explain. Yeah. And you, no one has the time. Yeah. We don't have the time to go into Nor it. Nor the resources. I could do a whole series on this. It's large. But I do... Yeah. I think the... Um, I do believe that it is healthy. And you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Is it healthy for a Christian to question his or her belief of like why i'm not not just healthy i think it's required Hmm. i don't think you can be a healthy christian be even a real christian if you're not constantly i think i had a pastor who said walking circumspectly which means you're you're walking around in circles and you're looking down at your feet that means you're checking where are you at Hmm. And you're checking your surroundings and you're checking like your own steps. Meaning like That's I have to good. constantly be questioning my motives, yeah, my heart, my intentions, my knowledge, my experiences. Like I have to constantly, okay, why do I believe this? Mm-hmm. Why do I think this? Why am I like this? Why do I prefer this over this? You should constantly be checking yourself because you cannot trust yourself. <laughs> your heart is wicked. So I have to constantly be like going back to the word, this sharp sword, cutting out the terrible parts mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. And and then I'm getting I'm in the process of sanctification. Mm-hmm. So I'm changing. I'm being changed. I'm being transformed. I'm being made new. Yeah. So I need to constantly be updating. It's like your computer needs to get updates. Your yeah. phone needs to get updates. Mm-hmm. You need to get updates too. It's, yeah. I you like should be that. constantly mm-hmm. like connected to God. So he's downloading new updates and then be constantly. I mean, this podcast is literally what i think right now <laughs> by tomorrow i might have gotten some new information new revelation from god so i should be okay with that like yeah. christians should constantly be questioning what their pastor says what what we are saying no no doubt i mean what we're saying yeah, for sure for sure question that sure. but you should always be asking questions now what you want to avoid is being uh cynical mm-hmm. being a skeptic is okay if you're honest, like you're honestly honest, skeptical, yeah. like, I'm not sure about this. I mm-hmm. want to know. You're actually open to finding out. Yeah. If you're cynical, you're just like, no matter what, how much proof or evidence you get, you're, you're like, not going to believe. Okay, that's what you want to avoid, yeah. being cynical. But you definitely should be skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and, and people will say, well, doubt, doubt, doubt is bad. Doubt, doubt, doubt. Um, No, I disagree. I think I disagree. doubt, doubt is important. Um, the opposite of faith is a couple things. It's um, fundamentalism when I think I have all the answers and I know everything, aka John MacArthur. Mm. And then um, fear. Mm. If I'm afraid to move, I'm afraid to do things. That means I'm not trusting God. Yeah, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But doubt is important. I think as long as you're honest with your doubts and you're trying to figure them out, then you actually grow and you actually learn. You actually move. Yeah. So. Which- I yeah. believe like a lot of people are missing um, in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Like no one is like, or at least for me, when I was growing up, to question Christianity was like blasphemy. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and I used to always wonder, like, why, why is, why can't we ask questions, or why can't we ask the serious questions? We can ask questions like, oh, uh, why did David kill Goliath? You know, mm-hmm. like the great, like questions that kids have. But when it came to questions like, well, why is like, why does God have like a select people that He's already like mm-hmm. chosen? Like, what is this whole thing about like predestination? Um, what is this whole thing about um, like the sanctification process? Uh, if I'm saved today, like, can I lose my salvation? Mm-hmm. Like, questions that are, like, legitimate. People, like, when I was a kid, we couldn't ask. Mm-hmm. When I was young, when I was a teenager, like, it just wasn't, I don't, I don't think that was that like, we couldn't ask. I don't think that the people that we were asking had the, had answer. the answers. And they felt insecure. So mm-hmm. they said, oh, don't ask. Don't that. ask that question. Yeah. Like, don't doubt God. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I fully believe that you need to question the, uh, you need to question things in your life. Even, like, questioning the validity of the Bible. Yes. That should be a question that you have, like, well, who said that this book is, you know, legit? Yeah. Oh, well, God said. Oh, was anybody else, like, saying that this book is legit? Any, any other, like, any other uh, witnesses or accounts that are claiming that this book is legit? You have to have these questions. Because yeah. this is what causes you to grow. Because then, and I said that you ask these questions on your own. Don't, like, have people ask these questions to you. Ask them on your own. Because when you find out the answer, I feel like that solidifies uh, faith in your life. It, like, just makes it, like, you have this, like, this cloudy image of what god is like and then you ask a question and now it becomes like this watery liquid and then you find out the answer for yourself and it's like it's bam solid, solid mm-hmm. frozen it's there hey, it ain't that. going nowhere okay. um, and it's yours to keep so i i i urge you all to ask questions uh about the faith that you have and then um, just so it's not just our opinion let's get some scripture in here hey what is the word uh, of the lord acts say? 17 acts chapter 17 verse 10 through 12 i hear the pages turning <laughs> That's a Baptist, Baptist bar. bar. Right there. <laughs> uh, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness. Here's the key. Examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Mm. Many of them therefore believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. Mm. So the key was like Paul and Silas came and like preached them and taught them things. They would go back into their scriptures and examine to make sure what they heard from Paul and Silas was actually true yeah. and actually lined up with the scriptures. They had to do the scriptures for themselves. And they're doing it daily. Daily. Like every time every time you hear a, a sermon preached and they use a verse, like make sure that verse is in context. Yeah. Like make sure whatever the because I've seen it a lot. I mean, to be honest, I've been guilty of doing this mm. when I was actually kind of a younger preacher uh but i've been guilty of like taking a verse reading it or taking it one chapter reading it and then preaching on it but not knowing the context of why it was being said and then no like come and find out like years later oh snap like i was completely wrong like yeah. that because in verse 12 it tells us or in chapter 12 it tells us, don't do this and i'm telling <laughs> everybody to do this. you know what i'm saying like yeah i and i understand that we want to have high esteem for preachers and pastors um but they're not infallible dude if the people could question paul if paul was being quite and paul actually says question me mm-hmm. okay that means your pastor is quite capable of being questioned too yes okay. and needs to be should be can you read the second verse or second uh it's uh first peter three fifteen. yeah first peter chapter 3 verse 15 says uh but in your hearts Re, uh, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks 
for the reason of the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak malicely against your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame for their slander. Amen. So you got to have, you need to have, you have to ask these questions so that you can have an answer for when people ask you these same questions. Mm. So if you're not asking yourself questions about your reasoning for being a Christian, why you believe, why you have hope, if you haven't asked yourself questions, when someone else asks you questions, you won't have an answer. Yeah. You won't have an answer to give. And this is literally what Peter says, don't yeah. do. Make, like, sure, you make prepared, sure you are prepared. Prepared to give an answer for the hope that is in you, but do it with gentleness and respect. That, right? That's key. Because first of all, you need to have as much information as you can to be able to impact as many people as you can. Amen. Whether they're Hebrew Israelites, Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, agnostic, what mm-hmm. Mormon, whatever the case, Catholic. Okay, like you need to know stuff because they're going to be asking you questions. Yeah. And if you are not prepared to give an answer, like you, you could actually miss an opportunity to let God use you to save this person, mm-hmm. right? And then you can't be a jerk about it. Yeah, you can't come in here and act like you're just they're ignorant and stupid and you're like all knowledgeable and blah blah blah. Like no. I'm gonna no, you got to be gentle and respectful. Yeah, got to do it in love. Yeah, like it has to be loving, <clears throat> like actually loving. And so I I have a lot of experience with this as far as like I have a lot of Catholic eighth grade students who constantly ask me questions. I've been mm. I've had so many questions about the Bible, about Christianity, about what's the difference between Catholic and Christian. Mm. You got to know some stuff. Yeah, to be able to help people understand they have, they have genuine questions yeah like and you don't yeah. like, like you said you don't want to miss that opportunity yeah uh because one you could really be helping someone like get their christian life either started or like back on track mm-hmm. but two you don't want to make it seem like you don't know what the heck you're talking about <laughs> like oh like you're this devout christian you're this devout believer but then someone asks you a question, you're just like, well, um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I get it if it's like a tough question, like yeah. where you really can't answer it. But there are things that if someone says like, why are you a Christian? Uh, should not come out your mouth. Yeah. Like you should have a reason for why you believe what you believe, especially if you've been walking for Jesus for more than a day. Yeah, like, you ain't, you ain't got to have all the scientific apologetic mm-hmm. answers, all the theological, you know. Heck no, you ain't got to like, be Ravi Zachariah. You, you <laughs> should know some stuff, You should man. know something. Like, or at least your own testimony, like. What yeah. has God done for you? Like Amen. the reason I the reason I believe in God is because A, uh, a B, and C happened, but then God came through with the X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, I I just I just believe this is where He wants me to go, yeah. and I'm growing still. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta have, but and even like in your responses, one thing I learned from um, Jackie uh, Jackie Hill Perry and Preston on their podcast Thirty Minutes with the Perrys is when you're talking to someone about Jesus or someone's asking you questions about Jesus. You have to speak with boldness. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be timid in talking. Yeah. Uh, timidity uh, is like, it, it is sensed as weakness. I mean, it is, I think it is weakness. Um, but I'm not sure. But when someone is timid and when they're not really, like, they want to talk, but they're like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm, are you afraid to hurt somebody's feelings? This is where Christianity gets to the point where no one really wants to believe. Because if you can't be strong in the God that you are proclaiming and that you are talking about that you love and that you respect and that you have so much reverence for, if you yourself can't talk about him with boldness, then no one's going to want to follow your God. Because they're going to think that your God is either weak or that he can't actually do what he's claim, what you claim he can do. Yeah. And they won't believe you. So yeah. when you speak, speak with boldness and just be honest. 
number one thing, like, don't be, don't lie. Yeah. Do not make up the answer. If you don't know, just ev- with boldness, yeah. say, actually, I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to your question, but what I will do is I will find for you or I'll ask around and I'll find the answer and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Like, just talk to them like regular people. Yeah. Let them, let them know that you don't have all the answers, but also let them know that the answers can be found in the Bible and you will find it mm-hmm. and then you'll give it to them. And I think, especially nowadays, there's so many resources available to us. There's a lot. There's the Bible Project. There's um, RZIM has a bunch of stuff. There's so Bible many. Bible Hub, Desiring yeah, God. Commentaries. and There's so much out there. So much work has been done for you. Man, and you can Google some stuff. Yeah, man. Like, it, it, it should be important to you to have answers to be able to give to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes your faith a lot more alive yeah you know like that's good alive like you know if it's if my faith is a tree the best fertilizer and nutrients and and soil i can let that tree grow in the better the fruit's gonna be that Mm -hmm. comes from that tree so like i need to make sure that i put the my faith in the best possible environment and give it the best possible resources to like really grow and be strong yeah um yeah man i I just think it's important to know what you believe in, why you believe it, and to constantly be asking yourself that question to be mm-hmm. prepared. Because people are... The time's going to come. It is. First of all, you should be asking God for opportunities mm-hmm. to like be able to talk to people. And then you should try to put yourself in positions. Mm-hmm. Like, if all the people that you talk to and hang out with and spend time with are Christian, you can't, I don't think that's good. Yeah. Because the thing is, you're just getting fat. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not necessarily getting stronger. I mean, you're getting bigger. You're just not getting stronger. Wow. So you got to be able to use um, use the tools that you're giving, use the uh, the resources you're giving outside of your Christian friends' conversations. Um, so uh, with that being said, I, I really want everyone in the podcast, if you're listening to this, like even today, ask yourself that question. Yeah. Like, why, why am I a Christian? Christian? Like, why do I believe what I believe? And don't be surprised if you don't know the answer right now. Hmm. Like, you may have to go search in yourself. I think any growth in humans... Uh, and if you're going to grow as a human being, you have to start asking your questions. You have to start asking yourself questions. Why? Why am I this way? Like you said in the beginning, why am I this way? Why do I do this? Why do I like this? When you start asking yourself these questions, you start to understand. You'll start to understand uh, in the Christian sense that you may not even be a Christian because you want to be, mm-hmm. but just because you're always surrounded by them and you just kind of adapt into the culture the of Christian. Yes. You're not really a Christian. You just around Christians a lot or um, you only have faith because your mom had faith and you don't have faith on your you own. Have your own. And that's not that's not gonna hold you up on judgment day. It's not gonna hold you up when someone asks you like why are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. Oh, because my mom's a Christian. No no no. This is funny because that's no, what Catholics say. Don't Catholics say that? Yeah, it's hard, man, because a lot like I was talking to Uncle Rod Friday and he was like, I, I feel like we don't make our faith alive because we have a religion. We have a Mm. a ritual we have a routine that we just keep going through that's all christian christianity has become is just this yeah. thing that i do mm-hmm. it's like a uh it's an action instead of like a way of life yeah and it, it can become stale and it can become just these checklists of things that i well, I go to church mm-hmm. well i do this i do 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 but like do you have this relationship with god and with others that is like your own it's like a mm-hmm. real actual relationship that you can feel and that you can like cling to i think it's really important to be and, and listen 
I don't know is an opportunity. When True. you when you have the the answer to a question I don't know, that's great. That's good mm-hmm. news. That means you have opportunity to go and learn something new and do something yeah. new, acquire something. Don't look at it as like, oh man, I don't know, I'm a failure. Mm-mm. No, man, it's a great Good opportunity. Time. Yeah, for you to learn yeah. and then to show other people that I have to learn too. Yeah, like uh, the one thing I can't stand is like self righteous Christians. Mm-hmm. Like they think they have all the answers to everything, and when they don't have the answers, they be like, they 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 make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like oh oh you you asking me that question? Oh you don't know. No, I don't. I'm sorry for asking you. I just thought I, I just wanted to grow as a believer. Yeah. It's like you gotta be. You have to be honest with people so they can see that you're real. Christianity is not um, is not a perfect religion. Like it's not as a person as the person in Christianity. I'm not perfect. Jeff's not perfect. We don't have all the answers. God doesn't work in a way of like I'm speaking to you and He just like gives me all the answers mm-hmm. as I'm speaking. No, I have to go do work, yeah. find out what the answer is, and then He'll bring it back to my to my memory. But if it's not there. The Holy Spirit can't do anything with it. He's yeah. like, you, you, I know. The Holy Spirit like, I know, mm-hmm. but you ain't ever looked for it. Yeah. So I can't get the answer until you go look for it so that you can grow and you have the answer for yourself. Yeah. So Perfection is not the goal. No. Because we're not going to be perfect on this side anyway. Not even close. So don't worry about being perfect. Just worry about being obedient and dependent. And that is God. what success looks mm-hmm. as a Christian. Be dependent on God and be obedient to his word. Dude. so family uh thank you for joining us on this uh podcast really appreciate you guys yeah, for man. your support for your love um for your comments um in person and on instagram so follow us on instagram uh at uh, preacher underscore hour uh, we'd love to hear some some comments from you guys about this episode and uh maybe some future uh, topics that you guys want us to talk about yeah man super into that so you could always do a part two on this topic definitely for definitely this, man but and if you want to be a guest hit yes, us up we please. are we're we're getting to that phase where we can start letting people in um having conversations with everybody so we're hoping that we could do that more often um here in the future so go home with this question why are you a christian uh figure it out figure out why you are a christian if you're not a christian ask yourself why you're not a christian mm. Because that would be a good question as well. Yeah. So you can find some uh, some grounding of who you are as a human being and like where you should be going. All right, y'all. Till next time. Till next time. Peace. Just another brother off the bow. You ain't for the family. Guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk. I want the smoke. Hey, hey. Just another brother off the bow. Yes, it shows. Yes, it shows. Yeah. All these friends are low key like my foes. Like my